going to order. Um, can we have the microphone check, please? Test. 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 One, two, three. Testing. Test, test. Testing, testing. Okay. So hopefully everyone can hear us. Um, see some familiar faces here tonight. So, all right. Um, uh, let's have. Um, uh, let's see. Mrs. Meredith, would you like to read us a new? Uh, can we go up first grade, right? <laughs> <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hey, roll call, please. Councilman Hochler? Here. Councilman Sandretto? Here. Councilman Speedy? Here. Councilman Coates? Here. Councilman Lippa? Here. Okay. Uh, reading and approval of the minutes. On page 202, I notice uh, the 2018 statistics for the Sheriff's Office are incomplete. I'm sorry, what? The 2018 statistics for the Sheriff's Office are incomplete. It's incomplete? Yeah. Okay. What would you like to add? Um, put the statistics from the report in. If we're going to put part of it in, we might as well put all of it in. Okay. Um, I also had a correction to uh, the minutes where it said that uh, we would not be able to analyze the data. We can analyze the data, and we are going to be buying the equipment and the software, the computer, to do that. The engineer will have to look at what he wants to look at if he's going to cite a sign but we certainly have the right to analyze the data so i'd like that corrected to strike the words, but data analysis. Oh, okay, from your last sentence there. I'm okay with that. 
as amended. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Motion carries. All right. Uh, are there any opening remarks, housekeeping items, or executive session requests? Yes. Okay. Great. Uh, no. If this if this be a good time, I'd like to introduce uh, a new oh. member. Okay. Us. Certainly. Great. Okay. Craig Briggs uh, is uh, a new associate okay. with uh, Kirk Ferguson, and uh, so uh, <laughs> he uh, is helping us out. He as uh, uh, a uh, Navy veteran of uh, four years, did a few tours over uh, in the uh, Pacific and Indian Ocean. Uh, grew up locally and then uh, I went to Willamette Law and now we're sharing him, uh, fortunately uh, for the next uh, couple of months we'll have to share him with, uh, or uh, unfortunately we'll only be able to have him half time because he's uh, still finishing up his Benton County uh, Public Defender's Office and then will be uh, full time with us. So uh, we're uh, excited to have the ex extra help. So. Um, welcome. Welcome and thank you for your right. service. I expect the same uh, hazing ritual that, uh, that oh, yeah. all yeah. so the grog. Uh, we have to have the grog. That's what makes them uh, tempered steel. Um, <laughs> we'll wait for the next session. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. That's why they don't last long. <laughs> to the approval of the agenda. Madam Mayor, I move to approve the agenda as written. Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 Motion carries. Okay. Um, I guess we have visitor comments on non-agenda items. Me? Yes. Can I just, hi. Hi. Would you mind stating your name into the microphone? Janelle Vermica. Okay. Um, so I'm just a person that lives here, but I noticed that you guys have done a lot of work down at the park right next door to my house, and it's awesome, and I'm not complaining. I think it's weird just because I'm with the right lady. Probably not. Great. <laughs> the glider pool, my kids love it. Um, this park right here, which we don't go to, so it doesn't affect us. But we were there for Benton City Days, and I watched multiple kids get blizzards pulled out of their beehives because mm -hmm. of snowing. Um, I work at the school, so I know a lot of the kids, and we had to cut one of them out of his hand because it was pretty bad. Oh, no. um, and I'm the PCO president, so I get all the commercial catalogs, and I've seen that the parts that you've put in, I mean, unless you get a discounted rate, were around $12,000. And a brand new park, would be roughly the same. Like if you, right now they're all on clearance, they get rid of because it's the end of summer. So for $12,000, you could get an entire playground for that one. Is there any way to maybe talk about it? Yeah, I think they've so been on our list for a while. Yeah, so we had that scheduled this year to replace that. Uh, end up being that that money kind of got eaten up by the community center project there. So it is on our radar. We have play equipment already picked out for that. Um, so we might be looking at that. It's something we're gonna work with Stephanie and uh, the parks lady and see about if that's a project we can tackle next year. The dragon or monster thing, What it's cool, but I mean, I would rather my kid have less toys to play on, but these kids over here could have more toys to play on and not be getting hurt. 
changed the budget a few years back, about four years back, to include not only um, just general maintenance, but also to upgrade the park. But I know that those, ever since we've done that, we've found easily found places that we can add to the budget. So I know that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I apologize, I'm not gonna get up there because it's gonna oh. be a kind of a rat race. Um, I had an incident happen at the school board meeting, so I'm wanting to bring it up here, by the way, Shane Yoakum. Um, public meetings for the school board and the city council meetings are in fact being videotaped and posted on Facebook. Uh, had an incident where somebody had a very upset moment that it was being done and it was being recorded at the school board. So, so audience is aware it is recorded, it is a First Amendment type item and be aware that what you say is in a public forum. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. We'll have uh, the engineer's report. Are you, you have something yeah. for us? So Alan's been uh, helping us and working through the four screen project, so he's been looking and reviewing all the submittals that contractor has been putting in to make sure we're getting all the right pieces and parts and everything so that's been good um, he's had Jen out several times of GPS locating everything that we've been putting into so that'll be nice for adding to our GIS <coughs> um, still haven't received the sewer capacity report supposedly we still having issues with that uh, trying to get it done uh, we haven't received the task order for lift station two yet, or the task order for the design for the Hope Lane's uh, water to redevelop the, the uh, water main down there. Um, so yeah, so we're waiting on them. A couple of things. The, while we're talking about engineer stuff, I guess uh, you guys know that the downtown parking got done last night, the striping did. Tonight, the Sun Valley Way will be done, or 
posted at least. I don't know if they're going to complete it tonight. They talked about that maybe they would be doing the center line striping with a truck later on, but they're going to be doing the parking stalls and stuff there. Um, so also with that, to roll into talking about the Fort Wayne project, um, Courtney, there was a letter that I kind of put together. Um, so down Third Street at the Forest Main Project, we went uh, last week, it was, to start marking out what asphalt we needed to cut and take out um, from the project. Realized at that point in time that Third Street was, had been very badly damaged from the sewer project through the heavy equipment and trucks and everything on it. There's lots of spots where there's stress cracks and broken pieces out. So I kind of went through there in the really, really bad spots. I measured out and which ended up being about 10,000 square feet and went to their bid item to what that would cost for them to replace that. And you know, it was roughly you know, $31,000 in just asphalt repair. So started thinking and ended up calling Gary from Central Washington and got some ideas and started throwing some ideas around of just overlaying to fix the whole road at this time. Why the asphalt is broke, but it's not so damaged that it would all need to be ripped out. We could overlay over the top of it. So with that to overlay the whole street, we'd be looking at like $56,000 to do that. To me, it makes more sense that we get more bang for our buck to redo the whole street versus just patching and and making do with 10,000 square feet of street where we're still going to have issues later. So hopefully, um, so with that, my talking with Stephanie was nice is that this can be tied to the sewer project. So hopefully we'll be able to pay for it with the 09 money, or if not, then you know, we can use our sewer funds for taking care of that road since it was damaged during this project. And Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we discussed that part of that, that center four feet section is already covered in the cost of the contract. So we are just paying for the other eight so you pretty much look at it yeah, in the contract price and this $56,000 reflects that we would we would end up getting off of the contract you know $20,000 taken off that because it's already scheduled at the contract they had to pay repave four feet of that road all the way down there so but that is figured in the number of the $56,000 that we would be getting that back on the back side. And just to pave my parking lot was almost 15000 So we're getting a heck of a deal on this. So what's nice with it is where I, a lot of the added cost is, and especially like that is just for that 10,000 square feet. It's it's cutting that asphalt, it's removing that asphalt and getting, getting rid of it, and then prepping it to then, then repave it. Where us overlaying, all we gotta do is come through there and clean the street up kind of shoulder the street and then just lay right over the top but it's very labor intensive we're not getting rid of any asphalt it's so that's where why the price is so difficult if we were to come in and remove 
every single bit of asphalt we maybe end up with something like three bins of sunrise where it's gone which uh, snowballed pretty fastly so I think this is is definitely a good idea and a beneficial deal to do it'll save us time and energy later on because um, my fear is we just fix the really bad spots right now next year two years we'll be fixing the spots that are cracked out right now that are just going to continue to get worse so if we can fix it now then we'll have save us money later how many years do you think that will get us um it really depends i mean overlays uh um, depending on how they're done as last we're talking with alan they've done overlays and granger and stuff you know and i've lasted you know 10 years eight to 10 years and have been fine so um just looking at the side of cost wise i mean if it's going to last us five years we're money ahead still can you tell us if that's on the current plan for the streets? Current plan, the, the six-year plan. Six yeah. plan. Okay. What about in the budget? What does that look like? Stephanie? So we have money in the sewer budget that would cover this, and that's what Kyle said, is that the damage, so it's not just a general street upgrade, it's sewer damage from the sewer project, so any sewer fund that would be um, repair the road. Okay, Council Committee reports. All right, um, we'll move into the public hearing. We'll close this council session and open the public hearing. Okay, this is a public hearing for a master license for Desert Winds Wireless. Who's going to handle that? So the city received an application um, for a master license, um, which is similar to that of the license. Like for how you have um, utilities within our public right-of-way, this would grant that um, authority to them. Um, and at this time, they don't have plans to install except for at um, new construction. They want to be included in um, the pension and things as part of new subdivisions. Um, so that's what this, um, is for um, we're required to have a public hearing um, to 
opportunity for the public to speak um, in regards to the, to the application. Um, and then the next step would be um, to negotiate an ordinance um, that would come back before council for deletion. Do we know how their prices compare to other wireless servers? license agreement it appears they're not looking to put in wireless they're looking to put in fiber to residential that's the reason for the conduit laying and all that so um, for our city I think it's a good deal I do have concern about the open-endedness of we don't have plans right now to start digging up streets there's no guarantee there. So I would I'd be really like to talk to somebody from there and hear what they have to tell us about their overall intention. Public hearing and we don't have a representative from they were notified of the meeting. Just kinda how you get the word in our community to come up with a an agreement that we we want to know or So number three, what is the damage or disruption, if any, public or private facilities, improvement, service, travel, or landscaping if the master permit license is granted? I mean, that's one that would stand out to me, but I'd want to know the answer to. Yeah, so, so any um, franchisee would be required to meet our standard specs and, and follow that. And then as part of any new subdivision, the utility plans would be reviewed by the city engineer. Um, and so um, from my conversations with the So any existing home would just only be available for wireless? Uh, I think that, um, as Councilman Sundrada said, that they're looking to partner with uh, NPD to bring fiber to the, to the new subdivision. Are there any comments from the public? Public hearing? I have a fiber update. Yes, uh, Mrs. Coates. Yes, no, or I'll think about it. And where's the representative? Sure. If they want something so important, they should be here to answer questions. So just to clarify, so a public hearing isn't a question and answer um, forum. It's, it's simply an opportunity for people to, to voice their opinion on the record. So it isn't a requirement of the application to be present at the public hearing. And they did include along with the application of a page, a letter up stating that they were to work with PUD work with new infrastructure and optical and they wanted to follow and they would follow all city permitting and traffic plans as laid out by the city. 
any other input from the public? Yes. I've heard of other cities um, that have fiber optics, and it's pretty cool, the speed of it, and coming from an internet perspective, to have that intensity, could be a big deal. Yeah. We do have fiber optics. We do. At our high school and um, yeah. our school, we, okay. so we need that. So open for public, you know, for like housing yeah. and stuff, like that speed's pretty nice. Currently, there is no fiber optic available to residential. Oh, it's well, only it's only commercial and industrial sites. So, th this would be beneficial to the citizens of Park. But only the new citizens, not the old citizens. But <laughs> 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 yes. so we don't really care. It's just the new people that might eventually want to move here. They yeah. should worry about this. Gotcha. Well, they do talk about retrofitting eventually, possibly. That's like Verizon. Know, they post their sign in my front yard, but yet when I ask them if they offer Verizon to my house, they say no. So it doesn't make sense, but whatever works. Because it costs for the trenches, probably, so they want to just wait until, until the, the ground is, is made for the new homes. By then, my house will be gone, probably. <laughs> So if I have no more public comment, then we'll close the public comment session. Okay, public hearing is closed. Okay. Going back to our council meeting. to items for approval. Resolution 2019-28, authorizing the mayor to sign the agreement for Laserfish uh, software. So background, if you recall, we received a grant from the state, um, and so we got the executed contract back from them, and so now this is the contract um, with um, Redox authorizing the mayor of the city of Benton City to sign an agreement between the CompuLink Management Center Incorporated, CBA Laserfish, and the city of Benton City. Second. Um, is there a dollar amount here? We yes. need to have a vote. Council Member Yes. 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 Purchase requests for traffic counters. Madam Mayor, I move to approve the purchase of two traffic counters, including software from Timemark Incorporated in the amount of $3,376.71 plus applicable shipping. Second for the corrected price of $3,367.71. 
see it being useful, for example, like on 14th, where you put them one up at the large end and one towards mm -hmm. the south end, you can see the limitation and come all the way down. Okay, and, and that would be how, I mean, that you can, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways, ways to, to use those. Not depending on okay. how you want to, to run them. Okay. Or side by side, just go north, east, and south. Well, it'll go all the way across the road, yeah. so one can oh. lead both directions. Well, in your thoughts, we've done the homework on studying that. So, do you think it would be beneficial for us to have the two to be able to get good data? Well, as I look at it, if we're if we've got kind of something that we're wanting to look at and trying to count a street, and then a resident come, comes and says, "Hey, I've got a lot of scooters on my road. Well, then we can have another one to go put on another road if we need to to see if we are having scooters or." putting it out for what two weeks to maybe a month most yeah probably so you wait a month and then you put it to the next row that's just my thought so what do you guys think i'm in favor of two um just for the simple fact as the mayor reiterated um, you can see traffic flow if that's part of what i'm thinking it's good for um so say you have an intersection cars coming through the north side of it. They turn left, they turn right, they go straight. But you want to know how many continue through, or you want to know how many are going left to the post office instead of taking the 14th out to the main road. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the same thing. Two? Might as well. Yeah. 
Do it now. Let's, let's put, let's let's consider. We've got the motion on the floor. So and second. So. Okay. Roll call. Councilman Sangetta. Yes. Councilman Nussler. Yes. Councilman Mateo. Yes. Councilman Sui. Yes. Councilman Coates. Yes. Okay. Our um, next item is a purchase request for a crosswalk warning light to go in by the library. Madam Mayor, I move to approve. I lost it. Oh well. The purchase of a new solar flashing crosswalk light for near the library to replace the one that is missing. From Solar Traffic Systems Incorporated in the amount of $1,332.75 plus applicable Washington State sales tax. Second. Second. What happened to the missing one? Do we know? It's gone. Really? Got blown over and the tender's still up. Wow. Okay. Somebody needed it more than the city did. It. Sorry, hang in somebody's basement. Man cave somewhere. <laughs> Don't laugh, I know people do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll call. Jim has to. <laughs> Two on it. Yes. <laughs> Councilman Mateo? Yes. Councilman Sangretta? Yes. Councilman Coates? Yes. Councilman Nussler? Yes. Okay, um, then item number four is the 2019-2020 mid-biennial budget review schedule. Thank you. 
schedule and then you're going to send out the workshop. Is that right? right, the workshop will be a separate approval item. Madam Mayor, I move to approve the 2019-2020 buy-in and budget adjustment meeting schedule. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. Now it's your turn. Madam Mayor, I move to approve payment of clean check numbers 30096. Through 30113 with EFTs as listed in the amount of $297,526.38, this first day of October 2019. Second. Roll call, please. Councilman Sargata? Yes. Councilman Lizzo? Yes. Councilman Sadie? Yes. Councilman Cope? Yes. Councilman Lizzo? Yes. Now we'll move for items for discussion. Um, item number one is water sewer connection charges. <coughs> this is Mr. Weber. So there's no problem with the, the new con new connect fee as part of the you know, as part of the permitting process. I didn't have an issue with that. You know, three thousand one hundred dollars on that lot being, as I said, even though it did have water, it was an older meter that I was mentioning to be 
place. And again, even though I found the sewer, which has saved me a fair amount of money when I was doing the sprinkler system, um, I, I, I couldn't locate it at the time. Uh, but nonetheless, we got that, that project completed and, uh, and moved on. Uh, so on the second lot, though, that's, that's, my, that's my issue of um, contention. Uh, on, on this lot, uh, up until last year, permit that, that was provided uh, that was as of July of 2018 it, it had a house on there and I came in to discuss because on that particular lot I did not need I did not need anything from the city on it it already had the water the water was subbed up there the sewer was on the site same spot for the home uh, that with UV uh, verified the pedestal was valid because it was so recent and it had one of the digital style meters, not one of the old bubble style already. So there was, was nothing that I needed for the city to do uh, for that permit. Uh, so I went and, and had the discussion regarding this, that, uh, that this does not, at least in my experience from the different jurisdictions I worked in, uh, the pre-existing homes uh, is just that. It's not a new connection. Uh, so there isn't a, a new connection to be attached with that. Uh, so I'd asked for the ordinances that uh, um, you know that, that establishes the basis of that, and was given uh, was given the, the ordinances 15 uh, 15A, basically from sections 12 to 24. Um, so as I was reading through those, it uh, it made it clear in 13A 24070 it defines what this connection permit fee is in the ordinances says the connection fee shall include the installation by the city of the following uh, the main line saddle the port stop up to 10 feet of hopper line 10 feet of locating wider wire the meter setter the water meter the meter box and the lid um, so I, I I do not need any of those on these particular lots so by definition I, uh, I request to the council that I, I don't I don't pay those I did Part of it, you know, part of it was um, the, uh, the renovation and the extensive issues related to uh, those, uh, those the project as a whole, I guess. I'm trying to be nice for how serious the condition that particular section of town was, or the, those two lots that I have. So I, I'm, I, you know, I'm very much into, uh, into buying you know, projects like that and fixing them up and, and pretty in the city. It's easy for me since I live here and, and so close. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I'm an extensive, you know, it was, it was quite an extensive project, more than I bargained for as such, but uh, nonetheless, so, so, the, so the dollars matter uh, when it comes to this and, uh, and being open to do other projects as well. Uh, so at any rate, uh, that's, that's my request of the, the, the council is, is that uh, being uh, my, my lot does not need any city service, you know, it does not need the city in any function because all of the utilities are already there same time I believe I didn't see it I was told by Paula that it would be um, on the agenda uh, or that that uh, request for a refund but once I was giving once I was giving given these uh, ordinances as reading through them I looked back through my notes on the first lot that I did pay the new city connection fees and uh, it states that uh, 
course, the meter box is in there. So I pointed out to Paula after I read these over a cup of coffee and said, um, uh, my occupancy permit wasn't given to me uh, until I paid a $220 fee uh, for the meter box at 500 carols. So uh, I, I, I notified Paula that, well, by ordinance definition, the $3,100 new connection fee states that it includes the meter box. I wasn't allowed to get my occupancy permit until I paid this additional $220. So uh, I would like a refund for that. And she said she couldn't issue it back to my card. And that, it, that her email states that at this council meeting on October 1st, that the check would be signed for my refund. And that, that would be put out in tomorrow's email. So I just didn't know if that was included in my So this item is on for an item for discussion. So this item uh, isn't on for a vote or any kind of uh, review. Uh, as I understand the situation, having read the materials and then uh, spoken to staff, um, the, the issue is that uh, the fee hasn't been paid. The, the appeal to council uh, for the code, and I'll have to defer to, to Craig because he's uh, a lot more time uh, digging into this than, than I have. So, uh, but as uh, that, depending on what happens with that application, that can then be appealed to council. Uh, this is a little bit, a little different situation. And please, Kyle and Stephanie, correct me if I'm wrong here. But as I understand it, the fee hasn't been paid, uh, and, and there's specific reasons that staff has has made that determination. So really. The way I would consider it, this is this is similar to the same request that we had uh, recently with regard to the uh, trailers with people who have specific situations, uh, and uh, this is the way that staff has interpreted the code now. That means right that the, this means that's how they've interpreted the code, and I think um, so. Um, Mr. Weaver we was here uh, talking about that, but I would say just from a procedural standpoint, um, the thing that you're really kind of addressing now is the code and the application of the code, how uh, staff interpreted that code, and so we can go through that process. But this isn't necessarily the same thing as a quasi-judicial um, determination of council voting in a, in a certain direction. So just wanted to kind of set the table there and so everybody understands kind of where we're at, but there's a lot more, I think, that Kyle and Stephanie could talk about that I don't know. So, um, so Jamie is right on the side of, you know, it does state um, in our actual code of the definition of what we end up in. It says, connection permit fee shall include the install. So part of that shall is the other thing of why, why we have the fee that we do is we reset our fees a year or so ago. That's also to put money back in our water fund and everything for for future projects and everything else. It's not just to cover the fees for installation or anything like that. So the other thing with this is this is something why Jamie did get a refund in the one property because we didn't realize that that was here. If you guys look back at our all of our standard specs 
that we just put together. Um, our details that we put together, 4-31, it's for a water meter installation. It says we're home connections, all commercial permits, com permits, uh, City Water Department shall supply and install the meter. Contractor will install any meter stop spacer, tailpiece, that's the right of way, and set meter box to grid. Also, in our our other the actual drawing pieces, it says the same thing that contractor shall provide all the materials, trenching, excavating, necessary bedding, everything. City installs needed. So that's exactly what we were running off of of that change. So us missing that, that this should have been changed <coughs> when we changed this. This was an oversight. This, you know, obviously is something that we didn't realize was in the code. We just changed the standard spec. We knew what we were wanting to accomplish and set forth of doing. And, you know, Jamie brought this to our attention and we, you know, honored that, that, you know, you're right, that's there. You got charged for that box. That's not right. We'll fix that and we'll bring this back at a later date to get changed. So um, the other thing as far as Jamie's argument on the side of there was a house there already, it's already stubbed out, I have water there, sewer there, I shouldn't have to pay for the connection fees. That's something the council's got to decide on what they want to do. Like uh, Eric has said here, our interpretation of the code is a new connection. You, right now, there's no connection to that property because when that house was put in for a demo permit, all utilities were canceled. Water's cut off, sewer's cut off, there's no more. So at a point in time, whether it's him, and right now, somebody in five years, 10 years comes back and wants to reconnect, there's a permit fee. The permit states how much stuff costs, and that's what it is. We don't have anything on our code, like you had mentioned, that other cities, if there's a house and it's left within 12 months or six months and they waive those fees, okay, we don't have that on our code. So if there's something the council wants to change or thinks that something's fair, fair, then that's your guys' decision to do that. But as far as how we're seeing things happen, that's exactly why we feel, hey, this needs to be paid for because it was disconnected, you have no services, now you're reconnecting back in to get your services. So. Can I add one thing on, on that was a, that was a good point. I did, I did contact uh, it was, it was Judy and Danielle and Brandy, but I, I've done work in different cities. So I called the utilities director of Richland, West Richland and Kennewick. And, uh, and they, they don't, uh, they, they don't charge what is defined as a new connection fee at any point in time for, for the new connection. So they, so they do have impact fees is what they call them. And that's where, that's where most jurisdictions differentiate because a connection fee is different than an impact fee. So the impact fee is the cost for your parks and the cost for the infrastructure of the water system. But, um, but when it comes to what the ordinances where I, I bought this lot, you know, based upon and already have my permit pulled based upon what's there now and what was represented to me by the seller of the lot was there was a pre-existing, you know, pre-existing connection there. Uh, but at any rate, those those other jurisdictions stated they, you know, they do not charge a new connection fee. Uh, 
for for lots that have a pre-existing home on them, regardless of the time. They do they do have impact fees, of course, uh, that go up as as your population goes up. But again, the the, the fee that I, I'm being charged for is defined as a new connection fee, and and as it sits right now, I don't need a new connection. Did the other cities have a state statute as far as if there was no longer a home on site? Yeah, they didn't. They did. They didn't have a. They, they didn't have a, a time frame. It's just because they need to. They don't have to expel any of the city's resources to go and tap into that sewer. You know, when, when I did the first one, uh, you know, Kyle showed up and we had to co coordinate with D and D to, to put the saddle on. And there, there's just no. There's no city resources established to it. And it's understood that that the house that was there had contributed its portion to the infrastructure that got the services to that lot. And in this case, if you would have had, if the home, if the second lot would have had the older version of the um, meter system, then in which case, what would you thought would have been a fair assessment right. of cost? I, I probably, as, as I did with the, with the first one, is where we knew there was a sewer there somewhere, um, uh, but, but I, I just understood. I, I was new, you know, anyway, coming, coming to town is my first project in town, so I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't going to be to be too too particular to uh, to do it. I understood. It's like okay, if you if there's a jurisdiction, you have costs. I get that. You know, I understand. So there was costs associated with it, although much less than what someone in new construction has to do, because much of you know m there was a lot that was already there. But I wasn't going to be worried about a few hundred dollars. But uh, on this one, where I know it already has the newer meter, because literally 14 months ago there was a house there prior, um, and I literally. Did not need to move the location of the sewer at all. The power cut is nothing. I mean, the, the home was going in the in the exact same location, so that that was uh, uh, again a different circumstance with this one. So. And I appreciate you bringing it to our attention because I know that we looked at this about a year ago and we realized that our connection fees were much less than other cities, and there was no new builders that came to us and said, "Hey, that city you're charging us." half as what everybody else is and so I, it's nice to hear that difference in terminology when you're saying the difference between a connection fee and the other one with impact fee because we recognize that the city staff was going and, and doing lots of extensive labor and we were not recouping those costs on all the new homes and so we did look at that to try to be a balanced thing that was fair but not excessive and then we also really looked into the the meter system that we want to be consistent and therefore, the city said, we'll impact, we'll take on those charges of homes that are already existing if the homeowner will grandfather clause us the opportunity to, to use their meter box, we will put in new, we will maintain it and put in new parts because we want it to be consistent. We want it to be high-end quality, right? So we said, we'll take on that cost at the benefit of being able to be consistent. So we have really looked at this, so it's important and I feel like it's a slippery slope if the homes no longer on the site because you know somebody could come and say well my home was there five years ago and it's not a new connection because my home was there and it has all the pieces so I want to let others weigh in on this I just would like to consider yeah, I, I think that it's just by definition is, is what from again my, my experience from other projects in eastern Washington is that is, is to define uh, it is to define the fees so the problem is that the, the vocabulary component here is this is a, a new connection fee is what it's being called where the intent and what the city needs is the impact fee. So 
probably the fix moving forward is to establish is just to establish that. So even if somebody does want to replace their older manufactured home with a new, we don't want to discourage that, of course, to 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 you know bring in to bring in newer homes into the area. Uh, so those people would not be subject to an impact fee because they have. This is just how other jurisdictions work. And so uh, you know, yes, they don't have to pay that new connection fee, but there is an impact fee, uh, which this would apply. So of course, it's just not defined as that. And here I I was I was kind of pushed to spend a little more for the lot than I felt it was worth because it was represented to me. So then I just get into a point: do I do I go back and and tear apart the disclosure and and, and get over here to go after the seller for misrepresentation because of uh, you know because of what was represented to me or you know how do we how do we do it how do we deal with it so that was why I decided just to bring it to you guys. So yeah, Jamie's brought that up to us about you know him of knowing from the seller that it had water and sewer available, and yes, it has water and sewer available because they're stubbed out to the lot, no different than a new subdivision come through everything stubbed out to the lot. So what I try to explain to Jamie then is that he's actually has saved money because he's not having, because it's already stubbed. If it wasn't stubbed, he'd be paying the contractor to dig out in the road to then connect to the main line, water and sewer, and all them costs would be associated that to have somebody do that. So it's already stubbed out to the lot, so that saves money, because if it wasn't, would have had to go out in the road. So it is, in my opinion, is, you know, is a valid deal for whoever sold the property because water and sewer is available, it's there, it's stubbed. It just comes into point of how the city looks at, okay, now you're making a connection. This this is the connection fee to do that. So. Oh, my, I could, uh, I, I think, uh, and I don't know if this is uh, accurate because I, I certainly don't understand all these uh, all these particulars in terms of how this actually works. But it looks like it's a, uh, a under connection uh, permit fee determination. It says uh, the first sentence: a non-refundable application and investigation fee established pursuant to the current city fee schedule. And then as you go down further, uh, Mr. Weaver's correct where it says the connection uh, permit fee shall include the installation of the city uh, of the following comma as needed. So. I think uh, the way, Kyle, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the way that the city has looked at that is that that is the fee. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a little bit of a mischaracterization, mischaracterization to say that that is only uh, the fee is only for those things. The fee could include those things, but it uh, part of the reason why it includes an investigation. Uh, it's called an application investigation fee, is because once those services are terminated and then they are capped, they're stubbed out, and now the, the line no longer is there, then that analysis has to go on again. Uh, and so that's the way that's the way yours is, is designed, and that may be different than other cities. I, I certainly can't speak to other cities, but um, uh, but uh, I think that's that's a lot of what the, the, the fee is, or it appears to be that's what some of the fee is located for, uh, is for, so. Yeah. So although they're both in 070, they're two different ones. So the non-refundable application and investigation fee, I think it's rather nominal for 
one item. The secondary piece is the connection permit fee, which as I read as I read through the ordinance is defined to capture the cost that the city incurs in making that connection, which in this case there was none. So I, I but I think that the, the non-refundable investigation fee is separate. So the investigation aspect is covered under that that fee, separate from the connection permit fee. They happen to be grouped in the same sort of section which right. sort of run together. And so. I think the, the issue with that that we have is that it says the, com the, the connection permit fee shall include the installation of the city of the following as needed. So I mean, I think that's the problem there is that that's the fee and it may or may not include those things, but it doesn't have to have all those things. Just those things would be included in that connection fee. Or does that vary by which piece is needed? No. Because I, I, I mean, I, I think it's subject to that reading is that it varies based on what's actually needed under the particular set of circumstances. So can I also grant, so those same provisions included in, on the next page in the tour, and it doesn't spell out any parts or pieces, it just is the flat, which it, I mean, they, they mirror each other or um, it doesn't say, you know, this is a shallow or this is a, and list out as needed. It's just, that's what the fee is. And I think that that's the intent of the water, um, which the requirements actually in 13-24050, that's where the requirements for the permit. And then also in 13-812-100, it's for the sewer permit. So it's actually not in 070 where the requirements is, it's a provision above. One of the things, and I'm happy to uh, reach out to Mr. Bishop and see if there's, uh, if, if there is the way our code is structured, if there is some nuance there that, that we're not seeing. So I'm happy to, to search in your in that, that time and, and make sure that there's, uh, if there's a way through this that we'll find. But Would you do that please so that it's specifically stated in that, you know, the, the meter fee and the investigation fee as well as the um, new connection versus impact fees are consistent? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I understand that some of the, you know, some, some of the, the, the changes were considered or, or maybe clarified uh, just, just because these things from, there, there's other, other ones who do you know, what, what I do and, and, uh, and that, that, was, that was part of, part of why this started with, uh, with, with four lots as far as going to new construction to, to see, you know, different jurisdictions and, and how they work and whatnot. So for the most part, uh, uh, you know, the experience was good just, just coming in and, and having the experience to walk through the whole platting process and just observe the personalities and, and, uh, and, and dealing with the ones. It does, you know, it does seem that, uh, you know, I'm not sure how from, from somebody who's coming into town where, all right, um, I asked for a definition and, and it, it seems relatively ambiguous to me on it. 
Um, and then at the same time as I read those things, I found out I was overcharged for a prior thing. So if you can appreciate a little bit that, that just yeah. from objectively without understanding the political dynamics of the city, I'm just, just looking to come in and I know, I know others and it becomes cloudy, uh, you know, for many, for many ones who are in the, uh, you know, the buying lots of place homes or the market's getting to a point where, where coming in and buying, you know, older structures, it makes sense to demo them and build new structures. So that, that's, that uh, the growth of the Tri-Cities is starting to bring the home values up where that's starting to make sense here. So it certainly would be advantageous to work through a very clear process, but you just don't find, um, you know, you just don't find ones just no, thank you. You know, it's a little too much bureaucracy for me to swim through or the clarity because it, it all works because of the numbers. So when we come in and the way that the code's written, written right now seems very clear what the charges are for and I make a business decision based upon what's represented to me and what I read with how it is right now, regardless of what might need to be cleaned up, that was why I made the financial decision that I did. Not expecting, I didn't, you don't save money. What I paid for it was based upon what, what was already there. So my assumption was that it was already handled. So I didn't need to pay it, that's why I, I was able to pay the amount of money that I did for the lot. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. We're, we're happy with, with where we live here in Benson and we're closing in, a, in two weeks. We're doing a um, buy and I can't disclose the park, but I'm, I'm spending 1.2 million to buy a dilapidated park here in Benton City that will be renovating. So I'll be, I'll be around, you know, still doing projects and whatnot, you know, in, in the community. but. Uh, nonetheless, I would hope that we could, uh, I get that some things maybe need to be clarified, but um, again, with this one, I, I bought the lots with the way things are today and the way they were written, so yeah. that would be part of your consideration. I appreciate you building here and coming in here. We want you to have a good experience, and honestly, when we discussed the code, we were thinking in terms of a, a, a person coming in, what would they, what would they need, what would they want, what services would they be purchasing, so we really appreciate you building here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I'm sure Thank the you. Davis I think, I think they're a little happier. Yeah. Want to add anything, Mr. Jack? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mayor, can I have the floor for a minute? Yes, you certainly can. Five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my name's Jack Davis, and I know most of you are in here, and I got my wife here with me. I bought the place that we're in, which is adjacent to this property here that Jamie's got, in 1994 in March. In 19, 2000, I replaced the home that was there, and the neighbor to the west and one uh, to the west and south was all replaced in one summer. And that's the only thing that's been done down there besides taking the tree out that was hiding the, the stop sign. But uh, it's really nice now yeah. to look around and see it's all cleaned up. My God, there was, well, they took about 12 dumpsters full of stuff out of there because Maxine counted it. <laughs> and, uh, it's really, been an addition to the neighborhood now. And I hate to see what looks like victimizing Jamie when he's a young investor 
trying to help himself and the community and doing a pretty fair job, I think, for a kid. But uh, and I, I looked at the paperwork he had and it looked to me like he was victimized. And I said, I'll go up there. But uh, I, I hope he gets these things all straightened out because we really need a lot more than pigs hands removed from the city. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you, thank you sir. Okay, I hope we can come up with something to uh, be reasonable uh, and, and uh, work with our builders. Okay, um, with that we'll move on and I believe the last item is uh, executive session. So we'll close the council meeting now and go into the executive